Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and happy Memorial Day. Thank you for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast, and I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. It's kind of still the weekend because Memorial Day is a day off, technically, so we get a nice long weekend, don't we? And I hope the weather is nicer today than it was this past weekend. Where I live, it was really rainy and cold, so I'm really, really glad I didn't actually start my garden this weekend because I was planning on starting it last week. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait because sometimes the weather around here is really inconsistent and I'm just nervous to lose all of my vegetables. And I'm glad I waited. I think it might have been okay had I planted last week, but I'm really glad I waited just to be on the safe side. So I can't wait to start planting my garden this weekend. It's something I'm really looking forward to is after Memorial Day, I'm going to go out to the store, grab some plants and uh, really start gardening in the next couple days or so. It's something I rather enjoy. I do not enjoy bugs, though. I hate bugs. They are so disgusting. So I have to like wear gloves whenever I go into my garden because I never know when a bug is just going to touch me. (laughs) But one way or the other, let me know if you guys enjoy gardening also. Uh, Send me a message at P40 Ministries. You can contact me there or you can send me one over Facebook. I'm kind of not on Facebook very often unless I have to be, but I still receive messages off of Facebook. So definitely go to facebook.com slash P40 Ministries and you can get a hold of me there if you have any questions, concerns, or anything like that regarding the podcast, or if you just want to stop in and say hi, or if you have a prayer request for me. But let's go ahead and read the Bible this morning. Let's talk about Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 22 today. I will be reading out of the WEB version, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, the reason I read out of the WEB version is because it's completely in the public domain. It is one of the few versions of the Bible that is completely in public domain. That being said, I love the WEB version because of that particular reason. They specifically made it to be in the public domain so that you can quote it whenever and wherever you want. But the one thing I don't care for about the WEB version is because it's just a little bit oldie. It's a little old English. So sometimes it's just a little bit hard to read, but it's not bad. And that's why I prefer the WEB version versus another version that I would have to pay to read on the air like this (laughs) or get permission for. So let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles once again to Exodus 3 verses 13 through 22. Grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading. Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel and tell them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You shall tell the children of Israel this, I am has sent me to you. God said, moreover, to Moses, 
You shall tell the children of Israel this, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of the children of Israel together and tell them, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will listen to your voice. You shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you shall tell him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to Yahweh, our God. I know that the king of Egypt won't give you permission to go. No, not by a mighty hand. I will reach out my hand, and I will strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do among them, and after that he will let you go. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it will happen that when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman should ask of her neighbor, and of her who visits her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. You shall plunder the Egyptians. Just to do a quick recap, we learned on Friday that Moses was speaking with a burning bush who happened to be God himself. God came down into the desert where Moses was uh, taking his his flocks, his father-in-law's flocks to, I don't know, migrate them or whatever. And God came down and all of a sudden this bush was burning. And, you know, in the desert, I'm going to guess that if somebody sees a burning bush, it wouldn't be something that is like super crazy to see because the desert is hot and things might catch on fire more often than if you live like where I live with a huge giant pond in my front yard. I don't live in an area like that. So to me, that would be absurd if all of a sudden I just looked out my window and there was a bush on fire. I would freak out. I'd be like, oh my gosh, my house is going to burn down. <laughs> but in the middle of the desert, it might not be so so strange to see something like that. But the thing that was strange was the fact that even though this bush was on fire, it was not being burned to a crisp. In fact, it wasn't doing anything. It was completely, I don't know, maybe green. Maybe the leaves just looked super normal. Whatever was happening, the bush itself was not burning, but it was on fire. But this fire was like the spirit of God, or it was Jesus himself, because they talk about it being the angel of God, which is often interpreted in the scriptures as Jesus himself. So God was in this burning bush. And once he sees that Moses is coming over to look at the bush, he tells Moses, he's like, Moses, Moses, I am God. And so Moses argues a little bit with God because he tells Moses that he is going to go back to the Hebrew peoples that live in Egypt and he is going to rescue them from Egypt and take them back to the promised land. And so Moses argues with God a little bit and he's like, who am I? 
that I should do this thing. So Moses was a very humble person. Maybe he started out not so humble because he was, in fact, a prince of Egypt. We all know the movie. <laughs> I remember watching that movie when I, I think I was like three or four when that movie came out. I was super young. And I remember going with my parents to see it at the movie theater. But I remember being super young because I was still in my preschool class. I specifically remember that because uh, my teacher mentioned the movie. But it, anyway, I remember seeing that movie. But yes, we, we know the movie. We know that Moses was, in fact, a prince of Egypt. He actually was. And so he he goes from being an arrogant person who was murdering Egyptians and uh, meddling in people's affairs to being a humble person and basically wondering why God would have chosen him out of everybody, because Moses was no longer in Egypt. And when he was in Egypt, and when he was the prince, the people didn't even listen to him. So probably at that point, Moses is just like, I'm a nobody. Nobody listens to me when I'm a prince. Why would they listen to me now? So he's wondering at God, why would you choose me? And God's like, well, it's not really you, it's me, firstly. And God specifically says that. He's like, through my power, you're going to do these things. And now Moses asks God in verse 13, which is where we start today, is when I come to the children of Israel, what am I supposed to tell them? What am I supposed to say that you called yourself? Like you said that you were God, but what's your name, basically? So he's asking God almost for his credentials in a weird way. And if you think about it, God does this a lot with the patriarchs. The When we were talking about the patriarchs and their lives, whenever he appeared to them, he would call himself, you know, the almighty God or uh, the God of your father or something. He always gave himself a name. So Moses is asking for God's name. And so God says this very perplexing statement that I had to really think about. And I've heard this before. I've definitely heard, you know, different biblical stories and this story before where God uses this name, but I never really thought about it before. And now that, you know, I'm doing this podcast, I really have to think about some of the things God says. And so God says this perplexing statement to Moses. He says, my name, basically, my name is I am who I am. And he says to Moses, you shall tell the children of Israel this. I am has sent me to you. So God tells Moses, I am who I am. And that's a very fascinating statement if you really think about it. Because God is God. That is God's name. Like It's just God. And I, I was really thinking about this last week when I originally read this, because sometimes I read ahead in my <laughs> in my Bible reading and stuff like that when I do the podcast. And I read this last week, so I was kind of pondering it over the week and thinking about God's name being I am who I am. And I stumbled across this website at some point last week where basically the guy was saying like, you know, this is why God doesn't exist according to the Bible and giving off all these different uh, things as to why God apparently doesn't exist. And many of them were just like the typical responses that people, you know, think, which is like God condones slavery. God doesn't like women. God this, God that. And just giving all these different reasons and verses to go alongside, you know, God can't exist because how could a loving God do this or this or this? And 
as I was reading some of these statements that this guy was saying on this website, I was just kind of thinking about them later on. And I'm like, but God is who he is. He doesn't need to apologize to us. He doesn't need to sugarcoat things. God is who he is. He's just God. He's almighty. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he doesn't need to uh, listen to us. He doesn't need to go by our uh, messed up standards, honestly. He is God. Whatever he is doing is the best way to do things in the Bible. And so God is who he is. That That's just the statement. He is who he is. He doesn't answer to anybody. He's just God. And he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> He's God. He created all of us. He can do whatever he wants. And so he just is who he is. And that's the only way I can really explain this, this statement is just God is. That's it. God is equal to God. There's nobody else that can possibly be equal to God. He's just God. So it's a very powerful statement that God gives. He just is. And, and he's the most powerful and there's no one that is equal to him. He is who he is. And so that's what he says to Moses. He says, you should tell the children of Israel that I am has sent me to you. And so he just is. And I, I want to mention something else. Uh, I think I mentioned this in my Matthew episodes, at least maybe once or twice, that Jesus in Matthew and uh, Mark, Luke and John often gives the statement I am. And I believe the Hebrew name of God, I am. I can't remember what it is. Um, let me check that real quick. Ego Emi is, I believe, the Hebrew name for I am. And Jesus often says that. He says, Ego Emi, which is a very interesting statement um, by Jesus because at that point, Jesus is claiming that he is God to his disciples when he says, Ego Emi. And so I don't know if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry if I am. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended anybody at the pronunciation of that. But basically, Jesus himself is tying back to the Old Testament when God says, I am who I am. And Jesus often says that exact statement himself. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the gate. I am this. And he says those exact same, that exact same Hebrew phrase that God did in the burning bush, which is interesting. I just wanted to point that out, especially if that is Jesus in the burning bush as well. He's paralleling to himself. <laughs> but anyway, I'm getting off topic here. So let's get back to this. So basically, God tells Moses that I am has sent me to you is what Moses is supposed to say to the Israelites. And then he continues to give more instructions to Moses at this point. And he says, tell the children of Israel this, tell them that Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And he says to Moses, he's like, this is my name forever. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. That is my name forever, Yahweh. And he says, that's a memorial to all generations, which is interesting because that includes you and me. That's all generations. God right now is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just as much as he was right here in the Old Testament. And so that's that's an interesting statement. So he says, 
That is a memorial to all generations that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then after this, he tells Moses to gather the elders of the Hebrew people, of the Israelites. And he tells Moses to say to them, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, has appeared to me and said, I have visited you and I have seen your affliction pretty much. I have seen the way your taskmasters are treating you. I have seen the way Pharaoh is treating you. And it is time for me to deliver you out of Egypt to the promised land, to the land flowing with milk and with honey. And I mentioned on Friday, I just love that that statement, a land flowing with milk and honey. That just sounds so delicious, <laughs> sounds so good and so soothing. And so God tells them, he says, I'm going to send you guys to a land flowing with milk and honey. And it's going to be the same land that you came from, the land of the Hittites, Canaanites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And he says, then he tells Moses to stand in front of the Pharaoh and ask the Pharaoh to only, this is something else that was interesting that I actually never caught before. The only thing that they were supposed to say to Pharaoh was to allow the Israelite people to take a three-day journey into the wilderness so that they could sacrifice to Yahweh. And I never caught that before, that that was the only thing they were really supposed to say to Pharaoh was just to let them take a trip into the desert to sacrifice to God. And honestly, this is a very simplistic request, if you think about it. Just allowing all the Hebrews to go into the desert for three days is much more simplistic than throwing on to Pharaoh, let my people go, pretty much. It is an interesting statement that really God was presenting to Pharaoh the most easy way ever to allow the people to go. And if Pharaoh would have agreed to that, maybe in some way God would have just made it easier for the Egyptian nation rather than sending those plagues, which he ultimately ends up doing. But God says, he's like, but this tiny little request, Pharaoh isn't going to listen. He says Pharaoh is going to be Pharaoh. He is not going to let the people go into the wilderness, even to sacrifice to me, he is going to say no. And so at that point, I am going to have to send these plagues to the Egyptians and all of these wonders. I'm going to show the Egyptians my mighty wonders is what he says. And finally, at that point, when they see me, when they see these wonders that I am doing, at that point, they will let you go. But you're not even going to go empty handed is what God says to Moses. He says, everybody, all the Israelites that are going to leave are actually going to get rich off of the Egyptians is what he says. He says the Egyptians are actually going to give the Israelites their jewels and their gold and their silver and their clothing. And he says, that is how you're going to plunder the Egyptians is because they're just going to give you this stuff. And this wasn't a bad thing for the Israelites to do. It wasn't bad at all. This was their payment for 400 years of slave. Well, maybe not 400 years, but let's say 200 years of slavery that they were stuck as being slaves for the Egyptians for 200 years, certainly the Egyptians can pay them <laughs> for all of that forced labor, all that incredibly 
hard and strenuous forced labor and all the terrible things that they did to the Israelites, God is saying they're going to pay you. They are going to give you their own clothing and their jewels and everything and their gold just to get you out of the Egyptian nation. They're going to give you this stuff and that's going to be your plunder from them. They're going to give you all of that stuff for your years of forced labor pretty much. And so God is giving all of this to Moses saying, all of these fantastic things. And we're going to see how Moses responds to this in the next chapter. So join me then on Wednesday at 6 a.m. to discuss Exodus chapter 4 a little bit. And we will see how Moses responds to God and all these fantastic things that God is saying that uh, he's going to accomplish in the nation of Egypt and with the Hebrews as well. So like I said, join me then at 6 a.m. And also join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do an Old Testament episode, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do a New Testament episode. And friends, also my book, Out of the Mire, is finally available for purchase on Amazon Prime and also on Barnes & Noble. I will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at it. As always, friends and faithful listeners, if you liked the podcast episode this morning, definitely rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms. Please share the gospel. The, The P40 Ministries podcast is talking about scripture. This is an excellent and easy way to help people understand the gospel. So share it on your social media platforms. Let people know that this podcast exists and it's a great way for them to start their mornings and their commutes to their jobs is to just listen to the Bible. But friends and faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic Memorial Day. I will see you tomorrow bright and early, 6 a.m. Happy listening and God bless.